Well, hope you had a good Sunday service. Uh, it's 4.47 on Sunday, um, November 16th, 15th, 16th, November 15th. And uh, a couple things. One, um, the virus is out of hand. Um, yesterday, there was 190,000 new infections. Um, the president has um, conceded and not conceded that uh, President-elect Biden and President-elect um, Vice President Harris are the new president and vice president. Um, there was a big rally yesterday with um, a lot of Trump supporters and these pride boys. I don't know who they are. But that's not where where I want this to start. I want this to start on the thought. And I thought about this yesterday and it's been been weighing on me. Um, do we understand male to male friendships and male to male intimacies? And what does that mean in the Christian life? Are you supposed to have intimate relationships with other males um, as a male, whether you're married or single or younger. So when we're younger, we always have male friends. In fact, remember the old days back when I was younger, you would sleep over your friend's house. And most of the time you end up sleeping in the same bed with your friend. And there was a level of intimacy that, that was put together almost like a brother, a brother, a brotherly love. It's, um, it was never what has been twisted to what we have today. So I wanted to go back and be biblical about this relationship between this male intimacy. And the best relationship that I can draw from is um, David and Jonathan. And I'm just going to read the scripture to you. And um, if you have a small study group or if you have someone that you can speak about this, or maybe the person that you're intimate with. Um, so I'm going to tell you what I feel um, a male-to-male relationship should have. It should have, first, the Lord. That's who should be the guide of it. So Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, should be the guide of this knitting together of you and this other, uh, other male. Um, it could be someone in your church. It could be a friend. It, preferably it would be a brother in Christ. But it may not be a brother in Christ. It may be someone who you will soon bring to Christ. Um, you should not be afraid to show your emotions to this person. This should also be an accountability person. That means a person that keeps you um, level and keeps you grounded. Um, this should not be a person that you're afraid to be openly affectionate with. Um, as I'll read, they were knit together by the Lord, David and Jonathan. And their emotion for each other was even deeper than their marriages. Um, they openly kissed each other. Um, male bonding with with kissing is, has been done since the first century. We remember um, Jesus mentioning of no one was kissing him and kissing his feet and loving him when they spoke about um, Mary. 
and the person that complained, the keeper, it was there. Um, so I call on you that if you have a relationship with the person, if you are a guy, and I'm going to read the, I'm going to read what I pulled up. So it's the fact that they were both married did not inhibit them in emotional or physical displays of love for each other. The intimate relationship was sealed before God. It was not just a spiritual bond. It was a, cov a covenantial because he loved him as his own soul. And that comes from the book of 1 Samuel, and it's, chap and it's chapter 18, verse 3. I would encourage you to, when you have a chance, to read the rest of the text and see what you can gather from it. Um, it's important that, that, you, that everybody understands that um, before 11-6-2018, 6, I was not a Christian. I did not believe... My, I didn't have any faith. I hadn't been to church in quite some time, probably since I was a youngster. And ever since the Lord has come, it's all I've wanted. It's, it, it calls me. I, I, I thirst for it. Not that every person would have the same experience, but have you had a conversion experience? Have you had an experience where you've been touched by God? Where he's actually physically touched you? I have. And it's changed me forever. And I would love to share that with anyone, what that experience is. And I remember it verbatim. So the virus is out of control. We're probably going to another lockdown. Um, there is more than... Um, 52 million infections worldwide. Over 1.3 million people have died. In the United States, it's over 250,000, and that's in nine months, and we're up over 11 million. So let's roll back before all of this, and we're to March 11th. So what I want you to do is you, you'll see how my... Daily devotionals will change as we get closer to the lockdown. So, as usual, it's always the same thing. The next Bible study is Wednesday, March 11th, 12 to 1. See, at this point, we were still having Bible studies. You're encouraged to bring your lunch and a friend. Bill will supply Bible materials. I always started with the verse of the day. In this case, the verse of the day was from taken from uh, first, uh, first Peter uh, chapter 13, verse 15. But in your hearts... Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And what, what the Lord's telling us through Peter is that as we share our testimony, we should be mindful that these people, not everybody's going to be receptive to it. So we should be as gentle in our tone and is respectful for other people's feelings. We're in Luke chapter 11. This is back when I was doing whole chapters. Um, chapter 11, uh, verses 1 to 11, uh, Jesus teaching on prayer. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples, that John would be John the Baptist. He said to them, when you pray, say, 
Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on the journey has come to me, and I have no, no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside the answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of his shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and ye will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds. And one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If then, though you are evil, know how much good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There we are. So the text is basically saying, if you ask the Lord to help you and bless you, it, in the case of your struggles, in the case if you have a sin nature, whatever's going on, he's saying to you that he will send the Holy Spirit to assist you and guide you. What what a promise. I mean, what a promise that that is. That he will send the Holy Spirit to guide you and protect you and help you through your sin. That's a love that we could never understand. That's a that's a feeling that we could we can't we could never That we can never replace. So in closing. We will continue tomorrow. God bless you all. I hope everyone had a good Sunday service. As I said before. And I hope everyone's well. God bless you. Bye bye.